Soyuz MS-19 under the command of Anton Shkaplerov back on Earth along with Mark Vandehei and uh, Pyotr Dubrov. A nominal entry, a perfect landing, a bullseye touchdown. An American astronaut and two Russian cosmonauts safely back on Earth this morning. Uh, they spent a year on the International Space Station. That was uh, the sound of them landing today. The Americans set an American record. 355 days aboard the space station. A couple of days short of a full year. Now, it's a good thing they're back. Um, you might remember a few weeks ago we talked about the International Space Station and the fact that its future is a little bit murky in light of the conflict in Ukraine. Um, a Twitter war has erupted uh, between a former American astronaut and the head of the Russian space agency. Threats went back and forth. Will the thing stay in orbit? Will the Russians pull out? It, was, it got nasty. It really, really did. So where are we now? What does the future of the International Space Station look like? We're going to chat with Dr. Aaron Boley now, who holds the Canada Research Chair in Planetary Astronomy, teaches at the University of British Columbia, and uh, is a co-director of the Outer Space Institute. Um, Dr. Boley, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. So um, this month, you know, as the war rages on in Ukraine, we've got Russian cosmonauts up on the space station. Three of them just arrived. Um, right. Things seem to be going well at this point, right? Free from politics, or maybe even the Russians making a statement about support for Ukraine, right? Well, so the International Space Station, just space in general, has been a very complex domain for nations to operate in. And it has been an area that has demanded cooperation. And every time we've seen some type of year off course, uh, we've been brought back to the reality of having to cooperate in space. And so the ISS is a symbol of that cooperation. Uh, and you know, things have been really bad uh, as of late, and they've been bad in the past as well. But cooperation in space has remained. And so we, you know, we can be hopeful that that's going to continue. And in some cases, we need to ensure it does because it is a place uh, where uh, we can, uh, as humanity, uh, have peaceful cooperation. Yeah, and that's a great point. And that's sort of the essence of the International Space Station, right? That's sort of its, its, yeah. its mission. That's where it came about, is international cooperation and peace. I mean, we have the ISS is a fantastic science laboratory, no uh, question about it. And there are amazing things that are being done uh, in that environment. Um, but when it was um, conceived as the ISS, uh, it it really uh, took on the principal mission of being um, a vessel for cooperation. It was uh, at the fall of the Soviet Union, and you know, uh, the uh, West was really worried about uh, what uh, the particularly the, the Russian state would do with all of this technology. Uh, and proliferate it to uh, states that were adversarial to the West. And so there was this cooperation that formed uh, from that point of view. And it was also the case that the West really needed uh, the Soviet technology, because at the time, it really was the Soviets who had the most experience operating uh, in space for long-duration space flights. They're the ones who had the space stations already. Uh, and they had the experience of building modular space stations from here. And, you know, so from its inception, Russia was important. And throughout its lifetime, uh, keeping this thing going right. has also, Russia's played an integral role in that as well. So it was designed with this cooperation in mind, where the different states brought 
kind of different components to uh, what becomes the whole. And so the ISS does not function without the cooperation of the other states. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, Russia's talked about, yeah, they, they're, they're sort of responsible for maintaining orbit, and that was one of the That's threats right. that they made. Um, but quietly, last week, they went and gave it the push that it needed, right? Yeah, so there, I mean, there's going to be a lot of politics that happens on the ground. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, you know, when it comes to it, there's so much investment, there's so much mutual interest in seeing the ISS succeed and seeing cooperation in space be maintained. Um, that, yes, we're going to have these tweets and we're going to have some um, horrible videos that are that are created. But in the end, the ISS is going to get boosted. Uh, a U.S. astronaut is going to go to, um, is going to return with cosmonauts. And, and we're seeing that continue. And so there is a very good reason for hope in that sense, because we have to maintain space for peaceful purposes. Um, I, I really need to press that point because if we have our conflicts extend into space, that's going to create tremendous difficulties on Earth because of our reliance on space assets. How concerned are you? And I think, you know, people in the scientific community and, and people like me who are just interested observers agree with you 100%. How concerned are you, though, that politicians may recognize that this is something they can use uh, for lack of a better term, as a negotiating tool, something they can use to put pressure on one side or the other, the Russians saying, we won't support this anymore. And, you know, I mean, yeah. those kinds of things. Can it become political that way? Well, th- there's always been that tension. There's always that danger. Um, and, you know, the past doesn't tell us what ex- exactly is you know, going to happen in the future. Yeah. Um, but we can look in the past and see that we've seen this type of behavior uh, before. And, and, you know, different contexts, but uh, very similar type uh, of situation. So the, the famous handshake, um, uh, which ended the, the space race, so to speak, uh, between the Apollo astronauts and the Soyuz astronauts, uh, cosmonauts, uh, that took place in 1975, just after, uh, I, I think I have the timing right, just after the fall of Saigon. And that whole process was developed during the Vietnam War, uh, very high tensions. Um, There, uh, in the late 50s to early 60s, um, the U.S. and the the Soviet Union were uh, detonating nuclear bombs in space uh, to see if they could do things like deny um, access to space to one another, to see what uh, just would happen if you could intercept ballistic missiles that way. Um, But the the consequences of doing so were immediately recognized because they created um, problems for power grids on Earth. Uh, as one example, they also knocked out some satellites they didn't mean to touch at all. And so they quickly came together and formed the Limited Test Ban Treaty uh, for prohibiting uh, nuclear weapon tests and the place ultimately leading to the Outer Space Treaty uh, which prevents the placement of uh, nuclear weapons and weapons of mass destruction in outer space. So like, during the, the height of the Cold War and during very intense periods of conflict in the past, we have seen space always be a unifying um, uh, regime for uh, very adversarial countries. And, and we can hope that that's going to continue. So, yes, politicians will... Yeah. Um, use this, you know, to try to move their political needle in the way that they 
they think is the most advantageous way. But there's a harsh reality operating in space, and that harsh reality, I think, grounds us so far. And yeah. we'll continue to do so for the foreseeable future. And has kept it apolitical to this point, which uh, is for the benefit of all of us. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for your time. Really interesting conversation. Thank you. You're, you're quite welcome. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Aaron Boley, who is the Canada Research Chair in Planetary Astronomy and a teacher at University of British Columbia and co-director of the Outer Space Institute. And as I said, um, you know, an American astronaut and two Russian cosmonauts safely back on Earth today. Um, so... They were flown to Kazakhstan on a Soyuz Russian rocket, um, or a space capsule, I guess, in this case. So um, it's still working. And, you know, when we talked about this a few weeks ago, the discussion was in order for the uh, ISS to maintain its orbit, it, re- it required Russian rockets to go up and, and give it a little nudge. And that was one of the threats that was made by the head of the Russian space agency. We're not going to do that anymore. Well, lo and behold, last week, quietly, they went up and did what they always do. So to this point... To this point, the International Space Station appears to be remaining apolitical and above, literally above, what's going on down on Earth. And a lot of concern in the community that it stays that way.